This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. I'm Abhinandan Sekri and this is the awful and awesome entertainment rap. This is Abbas Momin. And I'm Suresh Menon. And this is episode 238 and also today is Republic Day. Happy Republic Day, everybody. Hey, happy Republic Day. Happy everyone. Republic Day. And uh, how many of you actually watch the parade? Oh, the, uh, I missed it. But I must tell you that I used to be a regular watcher when I was a kid. But mm. you know, nowadays I think it's uh, cold in Mumbai, which is very rare. That prevents <laughs> you from waking up. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Suresh. We shall talk about this. But before that, uh, I'm sure... you know most of our viewers and listeners already know who you are but for those who may need a little refreshers course uh, suresh as you know is a humorist he has anchored shows i remember when i was young he used to anchor uh, a bunch of music shows on television i've seen you in several movies but as i'm reading your bio you have done films i've only seen you in hindi films but you've done films in marathi malayalam english uh, and you also uh, acted with mohan lal wow okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a feather on my cap you know yes. so, yeah and of course i mean it goes on and on household partner masti rawan you worked with pradarshan yash chopra rakesh roshan david dhawan anurag sinap and on and on you've uh, also played a role in midnight children by deepa mehta yeah so dude you've really done the whole thing yeah you you've, you've been around for a long time so right <laughs> that's what i was afraid you'll say next <laughs> so that, that very quietly i was trying to just uh, skip that okay that's uh, that's over that's what <laughs> you were in crompton greaves what what that's where you started your career what were you doing there uh, so um, I, i i've been a corporate boy actually you know like all south indians we had to be expected to study very hard become first in class which i didn't manage then lot of my uh, neighbors they were engineers they're doctors they're chartered accountants So the next best thing that I found that I was good at was to talk to people. So I went into sales. So I joined Crompton as a field sales officer, and I actually sold uh, washing machines, uh, uh, you know, and uh, mostly uh, consumer electronics, food processors. Then Crompton came up with a color television. I think even today in their books, I am uh, one of the highest. the number of sales i think i got in for their color television so, so you've given away your age by saying that you were in sales when the transition was from black and white to color tv <laughs> yeah. no, no, not even not even from the cathode ray tube to the to the flat screen you know not, not even from plasma from black and white to color absolutely absolutely so <laughs> Oh damn I should remember this next time. Yes. So, yeah. Okay so we're looking forward to talking to you about you know cinema pop culture and Abbas many of you already know Abbas he has been on awful and awesome before but Abbas is a stand up comic how's business these is Abbas It's gone down again there was a brief uh, uh, window of time where it looked like things are getting better but thanks to Mr Omicron or Miss Omicron I don't know what to say things have gone mm. down again. So yeah, shows are happening few and far in between, and I myself am recovering from Omicron. So I was at. Oh dear, dear. When, when was that? When did you get? Early January. So fifth of January is when I tested positive, and twentieth of Jan is when I tested negative. So it was a fifteen-day period where I wasn't doing anything. By anything, I mean sh- live shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gotten into that limbo again, where some people have started doing shows on Zoom again. So yeah, waiting for things to. uh go back to some semblance of normalcy so that we can start doing live shows again chalo uh, you know abbas uh, yeah. sorry i've done that no i just realized uh, in my film career i would never got to become a hero because of the khans now even bloody uh, covid and all this <laughs> called omicron solomon cron <you> know? <laughs> 
that's the way it seems to be moving now. So, so what are you working on, Suresh? Uh, is there any movie happening? I mean, you've been a part of many blockbuster in the last, you know, five seven years. Is shooting resuming in Bombay? I, what are you busy with? So I just took another uh, leap. I just uh, jumped into a corporate life all over again, and I oh. joined uh, MX Players' new vertical called MX Studios as a content and creative head. Uh, you know, like I told uh, Jude also, I've been doing corporate meetings, online meetings, it's work from home, and I realized what a pain in the wrong places it is, you know, so. <laughs> so are you commissioning shows and all? Do we pitch to you if you want to make a show? Uh, so, no, I'm only, thankfully, I'm only focusing on brands and brand work, uh, and I'm out in the market telling brands that, hey, listen, I'm a decently talented enough guy and if you have got some concepts that you all want me to work on some briefs that you all want to give me i'm very good at creating these lovely webisodes for you all and i'll make it sort of mini series for you all and there i'm there in the market now talking to agencies talking to clients and trying to get business oh excellent so this is a fantastic episode where we have you know person who is uh, the creative head of mx player so he can tell us what's what's making waves and why and how they decide on you know, the direction channels take, but I uh, just want to tell our viewers a couple of announcements. One, uh, Rajshri isn't here today. Uh, unfortunately, her dog died last night and she's very attached to her dog. So she was in a frame of mind of wanting to do this show today. Uh, so I will discuss Macbeth next week when she's back because uh, I want to discuss it with her because there is an article on the BBC which talks about Lady Macbeth being the most misrepresented of Shakespeare's villains. In several films and adaptations, this is Roman Polanski's Macbeth, and now this new one, which is on Apple TV. We shall discuss that. So today it'll be all about Suresh and Abbas and what they want to discuss. And I'll just get to that. A couple of announcements related to some of our projects that are out there. You may see on newsroom.com we have a documentary. It's on arsenic poisoning. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on our website. It's the health hazards uh, that are uh, connected to arsenic in the water. It's made by Hridesh Joshi and it has been supported by Thakur Foundation. You should check it out. It has been a really well-received project of ours. It was edited by Satish, uh, who is our video editor. You must check it out. And also the election season is on five states. And we have the following who are traveling. The correspondents Akanksha and Shivangi are going to Eastern UP. Ayush and Ashwini will be in Punjab. Basant will be covering Western UP. Nidhi, Pratik and our producer Aditya will be in Goa. Uh, Manisha, Meghnad and Atul with two producers that are Lippi and Parikshit will be in Goa and in UP and Punjab and Uttarakhand. And we also have Ridesh Joshi who will be covering Uttarakhand and UP. And we have a very senior editor who will be covering uh, Manipur for us. So this is funded entirely by you. We don't take any ad money. As you know, News Laundry is a completely ad-free platform. And as I'm recording this, we are at about 10 and a half lakhs. The project will cost us about 23 lakhs. I hope you guys will top it up by next week. Two of our teams have already left. Manisha, Atul, Meghnad and their producers are in Goa. So if you're in any of the big cities or towns and can support us, not just with, of course, the subscription and they'll say now that you do. If you have an office there, many of you have offered your homes and your vehicles for our crew to use. Because, you know, big cities, when they're covering something like in Goa, something is in Panjim, another thing is elsewhere if you have an office which has broadband they can just upload their stories mail me at abhinandansekri at gmail.com i repeat abhinandansekri at gmail.com we have a database of what we call friends of news laundry and these friends of news laundry offer us resources and help 
other than the money and the subscriptions that they do when our teams are on the ground reporting it could be anything from just a room with broadband and pani for them to rest between stories and rallies because when you're covering elections it is extremely stressful and news laundry is built completely by a tribe of people who believe in independent journalism so i hope you will contribute to that so go to newsland.com click on the sena top up the sena and write to me if you have any uh, you know resources you can offer in any of the cities or states that uh, correspondents will be in also uh, we are celebrating our 10th anniversary next next month by the way we guys are going to be 10 years old 10 years of ad free news believe it or not and uh, we were se- planning some physical events which we have had to cancel because of covid so i had this idea of auctioning some nfts uh, you know the first article and we have commissioned two cartoon artworks one by manjul you all know manjul one of the finest cartoonists in the country uh, artist i must say and anish averyon anish who created all those artworks of news laundry with birbal and birubala that you've seen so they are these two really nice special one of collectors item artworks being made now i thought we should auction them to raise funds for news laundry and for the artists but also auctioned as an nft uh, many people have discouraged us that this is a if you shouldn't get into that zone so i'm just uh, planning a call with uh, you know many of our subscribers to get their view feedback and views Uh, so if you have any views on feedback and expertise on the subject of nfts in auctions or in the tech space or in the finance space mail me at abhinandansekri@gmail.com sorry guys that was a very long announcement abbas suresh so abbas why don't you set the agenda what are we discussing today all yours what what do you think we can talk about and then suresh can tell us what he would like to tell us in the entertainment space that he finds uh, interesting and worth noting Okay so I saw the Telugu film Sham Singharoy on Netflix uh we can discuss that I also happened to watch the uh 20 year Harry Potter reunion which was aired on uh, Amazon Prime on the 1st of January and uh, we can if you want we can talk a little bit about the anthology series Unpaused which also came on uh, Amazon Prime which is essentially five short films uh, which revolve around the a uh, second wave of the covid-19 uh, pandemic that happened which i thought some some of those stories were really uh, really well done so yeah those are the three things that i uh, have caught up on in the last couple of days Great. now suresh uh, i know we have you for a limited time but i would like to before asking you what you find extremely noteworthy in the entertainment space and the trend that you know that we may be in the middle of you are an excellent mimic i i know because i've seen <laughs> do you get sick of it when people ask you to mimic stuff do you say shut up no 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 not at all i think i, I always believe that whatever talent we have and if you can use it to entertain people uh, don't feel shy about it so i'm very happy and i'm you know sort of sometimes i'm proud also that i do get some voices really uh, like saif ali khan it's always been my favorite you know if i speak <laughs> like him i do know i sound like him so that gives me some <laughs> great confidence to you know have a conversation so i always used to have these weird uh, theories and that was like spot that. on yeah rajshree <laughs> missed that so, so give me give me a give me a four line uninterrupted saif ali khan dialogue yeah so abhinandan you know like you know today uh, the world is all about content and we are talking about content in the industry it's booming people are trying to make a lot of things you know of course unfortunately I get to do only a few of these because they call, tell me that i'm very expensive my per day charges are very high but akshay kumar is richer than me dude you know i am not a very rich guy so <laughs> so which are the ones which are the ones that you you find easy and which are the really difficult ones for you 
see the thing is very strangely today uh, abbas will agree with me like initially when i uh, sort of performed with veer das uh, tanmay so the, i was actually pointed out like hey, this guy is a mimicry artist you know so it became a separation from stand up and mimicry but it's always flown uh, on gone hand in hand you know so the most difficult ones are the new age actors like i can't imitate uh, tiger shroff Uh, in the sense you know because that voice is not there so today's heroes don't have that quality uh, about their voices but uh, there are such such a lot of talent i heard one guy imitate uh, nawazuddin siddiqui which is a very difficult voice right yeah, yeah and yeah. he had got it spot on in fact my close is he's my close friend sankit bhosle <laughs> he get these some some people get all the stars ka voice you know superstars ka voice correct like me and others get these character artist voice so spot on that it's a lot of fun to hear th- that kind of talent coming out there was a controversy in between when mr bachchan has said you know and uh, mr rajnikanth also said if anybody trying to imitate yeah. us we will charge them money ip so, correct yeah ip I, and all this stuff yeah, so i said this I, is ridiculous so you are in the public uh, place yeah. and i said i don't mind if they want me to stop imitating and that time i was doing a show where i was imitating amitabh bachchan and rajnikanth and <laughs> so i said if as long as uh, you know they understand this is a god's gift uh, i'm not uh, sure that's defendable in court i mean you can't stop people from mimicking you as yeah. long as you're not pretending to be them it's only copyright if you pretend to be them you're, like correct. you're not amitabh bachchan sign checks yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah so i don't i don't even i mean i don't see how they can win that case in so, Oh, no so i think uh, i put an end to the controversy over there by saying that i uh, humbly request both these uh, you know legends in the industry to pay me some 10 crores each and i'll stop doing <laughs> that because this is only source of bread and butter and if they are stopping me from my livelihood then they compensate it in some ways i think after that the controversy died its natural death but i think everyone took up <laughs> so so can you so can do you still do their voices or not Amitabh Bachchan's voice I've always been doing. Like I said, it's not spot on, but it's yeah. an imitation. It's like you know. Yeah, but you, yeah, as a yeah. as a performer, I've I've seen you do. Yeah, I used to get into those. his getup, and I know the best part is getting into Amitabh Bachchan's wig, and that white beard meant that uh, I felt like Mr. Bachchan for some time. And believe me, I you know even I used to walk around with a strut in the. Though I'm not as tall as him, but I I used to feel very tall. <laughs> By the way, I'm just saying that uh, today is Republic Day, and Mr. Bachchan has put up an Instagram post where uh, I don't know from what year it is, but he's uh, dyed his uh, fridge beard into uh, saffron white and green. Oh, tricolor! So please go to his account and check I, it out. I'll have to, uh, you know, due respect, I will like that also. <laughs> Chalo, it's good you flag that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, but but um. But tell, me, <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, but tell me, you know the the most spot on Amitabh Bachchan uh, impersonation uh, or take off or whatever mimicry I've seen is Sunil Grover in this yeah. KBC uh, thing he did with Shah Rukh and Salman and Rani Mukherjee. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the way he danced. He oh was, yeah. I mean that was like it was like Amitabh Bachchan there, yeah. Like even the slight movements of the eye, the lips. Oh yeah, yeah, tuck, yeah, yeah. Tuck, tucking in his um, scarf, that was outstanding. Sunil, Sunil. In fact, I, I was, I felt disappointed that he was not there in '83. Maybe he should have done better. Once for a show, he had become Kapil Dev also. 
and he got it so spot on it was like amazing watching him now kapil paji's voice is not a very easy voice though he can make fun of his english and all that stuff but mm. there's a rhythm to his voice when he speaks i know mm. he had gotten that rhythm so perfect that when i was there on the set and i was fortunate and as usual i was playing sachin tendulkar over there so it was <laughs> <laughs> that is you've got typecast you're always playing sachin yeah, tendulkar <laughs> that's why i wear this curly wig also you know so it's a uh, good for me and i feel very nervous <laughs> Yeah, Sunil Grover has been amazing because you know you're right about about Kapil Dev. You know he's like Yoda. His syntax of the sentence is all over the place, yeah. but only he can get it. Like yeah. he'll abandon a sentence wherever <laughs> he feels like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know Kapil Dev does that, and you can't. I mean, it's very difficult to get that. Yeah, it's like he's giving clues when he's speaking to you, and you have to just uh, join the dots. Decipher it, yes. Decipher, yeah. Republic Day, it is today. Yes, Father. it is. Fine. It is. So you know he just. So t- t- tell me in the online space now Suresh uh, you know just give us a bit in the whole pop culture space in the streaming uh, digital entertainment space what are the either films or series that you have found outstanding that has really pushed the envelope and taken the kind of entertainment that we used to to the next level in the last few years ever since digital has become a thing I've seen this trend uh, of you know extremely good content coming down from south, and the only difference today is that they always been producing majorly. They have been producing a lot of good content, but of late, what I'm enjoying the uh, enjoying is that everyone, the whole country, is enjoying the content because of thanks to OTT players mm-hmm. and the subtitling, and also the dubbing in other languages, uh, which was there before, but OTT has suddenly taken them to a different uh, level completely. Like earlier, there was this uh, whole uh, feeling of you know Malayalam film industry, TV series, and all are produced at a very low cost, and you know. But I found it it's low cost, yes, but not that low. Also, they work hard. So I, I, the film that I did with Mohan Lal, I remember uh, sleeping only four hours in those forty-seven days that I shot with him. You know that whole film of my work was for forty-seven days, and they really work very hard. So when you come on the set, the faffing is reduced, everything is reduced. So uh, they just work. I don't know, but you know, like uh, they just, uh, they, they're complete workaholics. So that sort of set the trend for them to be quick in what they're doing, be spot on in what they're doing, and also it helped me because as an actor, I found myself being in that character for forty-seven days. so the acting skills greatly get enhanced by all these uh, sort of little tools so that's why it explains a lot of uh, things that come from there are so uh, nicely done beautifully narrated and so that's uh, taken them to some place else so you think malayalam cinema and just malayalam has been the outlier since they they have, they have definitely uh, taken most of the benefit uh, in all these uh, languages that films are being made but uh, hindi also has caught up from the hinterland the stories that are coming up for sure and, yeah oh man that, that so, patal lok type of suresh i mean you may not be able to answer this question because you do work in the entertainment industry and you have to take non committal positions but tell me on the and this is something i'm not i'm half tamil by the way my, my mother is from tirunelveli wow uh, so uh, you know the malayalam cinema and even the series etc are of a level of authenticity which are i think that's here in the rest of the industries like hindi tamil etc but the tamil stuff like rajmouli's you know that film like everything is so you know like the 80s cinema ding ding woo, there is no authenticity it is very tacky tamil cinema as opposed to malayalam cinema which has a certain sophistication why is that do you think that is there Oh, have, uh, have I just seen the wrong films? N- no, uh, uh, you're, you're right because uh, Tamil films now 
they also got this parallel cinema happening simultaneously thankfully thanks again to ott players like vijay setupati set the ball rolling with a very different uh, film that they made super deluxe mm. where he played a guy who went to a city he came actually he supposed to have traveled to mumbai and he came uh, goes back to his village after you know having an operation so he's he become a transgender and that was so beautifully narrated it was like i was like really pleasantly surprised to see that sort of content coming out of tamil also yes you need your heroes doing that high speed you need them in hindi you need them in malayalam also where you need a pushpa you know doing all this and all that <laughs> flair high speed shots because 70% of the indian audiences uh, want to forget their woes for a little bit and see somebody beating the shit out of a really wealthy guy you know <laughs> abhinandan i don't know if you've discussed minnal murli on uh, on news laundry it's a that's a superhero film that i saw a malayalam superhero film and again even in that film the general superhero fighting and punching stuff happens only in the last like 15 20 yeah. minutes the build yeah. up up to that the origin story and the beautiful thing about minnal murli is that the villain does not want to destroy the world it's a very personal story that does not go out of the village that they have set the movie in so even when they are doing like a superhero film right without huge special effects without a massive budget it is still such a such a well done film that i got all the joy of watching a superhero film and the added pleasure of seeing it being done in a small uh, village in kerala so yeah. yeah there is there is something very special about uh, the way the malayalam film industry has emerged and पहले क्या होता था लाइक हम लोग वो पैरडी भी अगर देखते थे एवरीबडी वेन दे यूज टू पैरडी रजनीकांत दे जस्ट पैरडीड इन द सेंस के ऑल साउथ इंडियन फिल्म आर लाइक दिस एंड लाइक लाइक सुरेश मैंशन बिकॉज ऑफ ओ टी टी नाउ वी स्विच ऑन अ मलयालम फिल्म और इवन अ तमिल फिल्म विच इज अ लिटिल ऑफ बीट इसी कह रहे नहीं दिस इज लाइक जेन्यूनली वेल डन इट इज ऑथेंटिक इट हैज अ वेरी ग्रेट स्टोरी टू टेल there is a technical excellence that you see in all Malayalam films no matter uh-huh. whether you like the aesthetic or not the technical excellence is there in every film of theirs that i've yeah, seen over yeah. the last few years most of the malayali uh, cinematographers are doing very well in all languages and that's the best part even karan works with lot of uh, uh, mallu cinematographers for his films you know also what i realized the trick is because mallu cinematographers now they hate to waste time so if it's a 9 o'clock shift 9 o'clock he's taking his first shot he doesn't like people coming walking at 9 and then chai coffee one or two cigarettes and then uh, house life and bitch about few other actors and then start go to the floor at 10 that doesn't happen with them if 9 o'clock shift means 9 o'clock they start shooting so that discipline uh, if you can get in you know which is now there hindi uh, films have definitely become more professional but of course here also abhi bhi thoda bhai chi akshay kumar jumping around you need that ho jata hai bro you know don't worry we are there our audience is still lovers man so we have to do these yeah i i had a brief uh, experience in in bombay as an ad in like 2000 so yeah i i did see that Oh, waiting God. was wa- waiting i mean a the, the concept of bound script there was something called a bound script is it a bound script as <laughs> as in that day those days it wasn't normal for you to even have a full screenplay with dialogue written so there was a term called bound script this film yeah. is being made on the bound script yeah as opposed yeah. to that <laughs> just <laughs> things have changed and how but you know so nowadays it become more professional and everything everyone knows what they're doing so even hindi is caught up that's why i'm a huge family man fan 
you know, Manoj and Sharib, uh, like I think they really killed it. I'm really looking forward that they should never stop making that series because it's so wonderfully entertaining. And also it's a thriller drama series. So I really enjoy it. I'm so happy for Sharib. You know, I know him from uh, a long time. He was a writer himself. And one day he had come up to me and said, I want to be an actor. I said, Sharib, you know, it's so difficult. You know, and he said, no, uh, no, I want to be an actor. And he followed his passion so well and looking at him now i'm like so happy that he but did when you say it's, like. it's difficult uh, you're saying that it's a very long struggle there's long periods of you know just not having anything to do like oh, yeah. it's an emotionally difficult journey Oh, yes. You know, uh, like I, I still remember, I was fortunate to have worked with uh, Manoj uh, when he initially came to Mumbai. Uh, so all of us were those strugglers. So I was from Mumbai and there was one discussion happening uh, that I'm saying that, hey, you guys are lucky you all got a house in Bombay. Mm. No, we have to live on rented places, Shorab, Shukla, Manoj, Bajpai, all these guys, how they have struggled. So I told them, we, I agree to your uh, pain also, but my pain is coming back home and then looking at parents and saying that I've been un unsuccessful today also. And this is after I, from Crompton, I jumped to Times of India and for a South Indian, Times of India, it's like huge. <laughs> so having left that job and I come and say, why the hell are you doing all this? You know, <laughs> could have simply continued, you know, the aim to be a, you know, retire at a very uh, pleasant age of 60 and uh, have your pension. Why are you struggling like this on the roads and all this stuff, calling up strange people every day? But that was a struggle. So I saw both the sides of people who, came from out of Mumbai and they were struggling here and uh, people within the city also struggling. But yeah, you need a push, you need somebody. All those stories are true, but the ones who really worked out, I remember Manoj Vajpayee walking out of a show, which even I was a part of. And I asked him, Manoj Bhai, we were just yesterday, we were talking, what do you do now? He said, Suresh, I didn't come to the house. Why, why did he walk out of the show? I mean, I'm sure you can't because, tell us the name, etc. But what was the problem? Uh, so he felt that, you know, what he was doing was not doing justice to him as an actor. For example, in that show, I played a slipper. <laughs> I, <don't Sorry>? <laughs> I played a chappal. <laughs> I don't I understand. What yeah, exactly. I, I'm getting a sense of why he walked out of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it has, as if you had a cutout of a slipper around you? No. So I had to imagine I'm a slipper. And I had to talk like a slipper would. So imagine your slipper is talking back to you and I had to do that. So for me, it was... I guess it's an Indian version of Whose Line Is Danny or something. Anyway, okay. So almost there. It was a version of Cluedo. It was called Maybe Detective, that show. I see. So, he, it, so he couldn't handle... He that. said, this is not what I want to do. I said, but, you know, ultimately, first is uh, security and money. He said, no, I, I'm an actor. I want to act. I want to mouth those lines. I want to speak Urdu. I want to speak Hindi, you know. And he told me, this is your zone. I'm sure you'll do so well. I'm so happy for you. And within one year of that show flopping very badly, he went on to do a, a Swabiman on DD. That became a hit. And subsequently, yeah, I, I got to do something uh, like acting skills in a uh, show of acting skills in this series called Shanti, which was one of the earlier yes. daily soaps. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it got 40 episodes thanks to Adi Pocha. And suddenly you are working with names that, you know, there were legends from the ad film world and all that stuff. So that was uh, quite a happy uh, fact, journey. Mandi House uh, gang of Gajraj, of Piyush, uh, you know, because I've known them when I was in school here because they were in theatre. My sister was in theatre in Delhi. Yeah. So I knew them here. Uh, Gajraj and, and, and uh, Piyush, you know, I had met several times. And I know Manoj and Ashish were also the same gang. But, you know, I know that some of them have remained very true to their... I mean, I've heard them talk about revolution and, you know, Piyush's film uh, play on Bhagat Singh. And 
and i've heard them in their youth with all those revolutionary speeches and i've heard them now yeah uh, and i must say it's quite a journey in contrasts and I, i don't say this with any sadness or disappointment i think you know circumstances make us into the people we are and there are certain things you feel when you're young and there's certain you know majburiyan hoti hain as you grow older so, so i think that's one thing that as you grow old you realize you should not be so judgy about people because yeah, yeah. circumstances change perspectives change and you should give them that absolutely i i can't agree more with you i mean and i've seen that old things moving around like i think i'm one of the few actors who's been fortunate enough to be in television be in radio be in films and then also i jumped on the internet bandwagon when it started way back in 2011 so i do understand what you're saying sometimes it's uh, better to drink things down and aage badho ultimately Yeah, during covid it taught us a great lesson ki without money is coming regularly in the house it can be quite tough so what uh, opinions yeah. you have doesn't count uh, abhinandan i just wanted to say that in the show notes you need to put links to swabhiman and shanti uh, because the listeners under 30 uh, will probably not know <laughs> what these things are <laughs> yes so our uh, uh, no, I... producers in the show notes <laughs> Please put links to Swaman and Shanti and maybe some YouTube clips also with that. Uh, or yes. maybe maybe encourage them to please ask your parents so they can have some conversation <laughs> with their parents. You know that. Isi bahane. Isi bahane ya baatchit se pata kare and not through yeah. Google. Good I point. think parents and children are also WhatsApping each other nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Suresh, I had I had one request. Yeah. So everybody talks about Kamla ka hamla when we talk about characters that you did right and sure enough it is an iconic character. But my favorite. was a character you used to do called angry ganeshan okay. oh yeah which yes. was this guy who used to start off and used to get angrier and angrier <laughs> as he spoke so suresh if i may request before you leave <laughs> today's republic day how would angry ganeshan uh, react to the 75th republic day of our nation oh god i think it's must... 73rd oh i'm sorry 73rd do not 1950 yeah 1951 right so uh, the thing is uh, angry ganeshan whenever i finished recording i used to actually burn energies you know and i used to feel so tired so jose made sure i recorded only six days aur kariya to mar jayega that was a joke so i'll try i let me just try god let me free my neck a little bit of water has to go in <laughs> i'm not done this is this is method acting guys No, no. This is like making sure there's nothing stopping a throat from giving up in between. <laughs> The age factor kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very, ladies and gentlemen, I am Angry Ganeshan. Today we are here to discuss Republic Day of India. Firstly, I want to say, lot of youngsters are confused between Independence Day and Republic Day. What is wrong with you people? Do you know the Constitution of India, or you're just bothered about yourselves and your, you know, this WhatsApp and other things? Where are you talking? What are you doing? What are you watching? You rascals! You are coming here and not understanding what you are doing. Simply, you all want to be on WhatsApp and watch OTT platforms and nothing else you're doing. Rascals, go and study. This. <laughs> <laughs> This this reminds me of GD Bakshi man. He started <laughs> from from the beginning of a debate to the end. <laughs> But, yeah. I should use probably this avatar of mine to go on discussions on Arnab's channel. Exactly, you'll I'm you'll in. fit right in, man. And yeah, they won't just, no, they won't even to tell if it's satire or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bajay, I've been on a show. So uh, uh, the other voice uh, which I really loved doing was Arnab Goswami. Do believe, sir, that I'm one of the best Arnab Goswami imitator. right now 
so i i was doing it continuously and i had done one on for my youtube channel where arnab goswami was discussing having a panel discussion with dogs <laughs> and everybody on that panel they were barking away and i was saying Accu- accurate you know, enough <laughs> i didn't know it will come to that later but that time it was just this is before imagine- it had reached that stage yeah yeah so at that time it was just an imagination of dogs having issues with you know they're running behind cars you know <laughs> if you see in the night and arnab is trying to bray why why you running after the car sir and the dog is barking and then oh he's trying to say that every car in bandra have got good tires that's why you know so it was a bizarre uh, discussion but he was sporting sporting enough to have called me on a show Uh, not only when he was with Times of India, but also with uh, Republic when he took over, and uh, yeah, so he laughed at himself. Yeah, uh, I think there was. Today, it's okay. I think there was a time when many of them could. Now it's becoming harder and harder. I think, um, yeah, times yeah. have changed dramatically. Yeah. But any other questions, Abbas? Uh, before we say goodbye to Suresh. No, actually, he actually kind of covered it. मेरे को यही पूछना था सुरेश यू बीन ऑन रेडियो यू बीन ऑन टीवी यू डन फिल्म यू ऑल्सो नाउ यू डिड अ पॉडकास्ट विथ होजे कॉल्ड कान मस्ती नाउ यू डू लाइव स्ट्रीम सो विच इज द वन मीडियम दैट यू फाइंड ट्रूली लिबरेटिंग और डू यू थिंक ऑल ऑफ देम हैव देर ओन लिटिल यू एस पीस all of them definitely have their own charm but i'm finding this live streaming so uh, so nice i'm finding the podcast uh, that we started off so wonderful that i feel it's a, a great way to reach out to people like uh, really the co streams if you go and listen uh, to what is what is being discussed i love the fact that we are having conversations with people you know we are not trying to act out a character or something we are generally having conversation and that's pretty exciting for me you know because ultimately when you uh, even when you're facing the camera the best way to act like priyadarshan always is to say don't act you just say your lines and get out you no know, don't try and uh, do your uh, create some histrionics for me doesn't work for me so i was like wow so you need to just talk so uh, what we managed to do is have this cult following of people who really uh, Uh, just like to listen to us talk some of them talk because and uh, the most heartwarming things that came on uh, during that uh, during those live shows what a lot of people said you all made our life easy during lockdown hmm. i don't know how but they said that and they were giving lots of love to us and i think that's so nice and so important so i love this medium because we are reaching out right to the audiences and uh, i just love this live streaming that happens and i, I love podcast the internet has radically transformed the relationship of the performer yeah you know and and the audience in a way which which is radically changing revenue models just like ours you know we've been ad free for 10 years now and yeah. that's only because the internet you can communicate and also we don't need another you know middle man to get the revenue it's just if they like what we do they just pay us yeah that's so, yeah. what they're doing exactly wow man that's yeah so thanks suresh uh, thank you good thank luck you. Uh, i'm sure the uh, performance industry will miss a performer like you but uh, good for the corporate type <laughs> yeah. don't, don't suffocate yourself in your tie and your suit no no i won't <laughs> I'll be different bosses daily. That's all I promised him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan, that'll be fun yeah. working with you. Today, yeah. Suresh will come as who you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, can I see the numbers today? <laughs> please. <laughs> What's happening with the revenues? You know, please go get it. <laughs> all right. Sounds wow. good, man. Take Thank care. You. Have a great day. Thank you so and, much. Pleasure uh, meeting you, Abbas. Pleasure meeting you, Abhinandan. Thank you so much. And uh, really, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank Suresh. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you. Bye. Bye. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interaction with Suresh. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen him several times in the past. 
But now, Abbas, um, why don't you tell us about what you watched? First of all, yeah, uh, just tell me about this uh, Harry Potter. Like you've read all the books, watched all the shows, all the films. Yeah, I've been a big fan of the series. Uh, when I was uh, in my early teens, read all the books, watched all the films multiple times, followed the careers of some of the cast members after they were finished uh, doing the films. And if you think about it, the series went, the movies went on for ten years. So I can literally place myself as to where I was in life. Uh, from the what, first, how old were you when you were introduced to Harry Potter? So the first film came out was was in two thousand and one. So I had just gone into tenth standard. And, and you read the book by then? No, so I read the first book after I saw the first film because I was really blown away by the film. The film was a huge deal when it came out, and uh, yeah, by the time the next movie came out, I'd read all the books in between, and then subsequently also the ones that came. And when the last film was done, I had gone through this whole thing where I took admission in dental college, dropped out of dental college, started studying uh, media studies. So yeah, that whole journey happened while uh, the films went on. So I can I can place myself where I was when when. each movie came out first of all yeah uh, just tell me about this uh, harry potter like you've read all the books watched all the shows all the films yeah i've been a big fan of the series uh, when i was uh, in my early teens read all the books watched all the films multiple times followed the careers of some of the cast members after they were finished uh, doing the films and if you think about it the series went the movies went on for 10 years so i can literally place myself as to where i was in life uh from the what, first how old were you when you were introduced to harry potter so the first film came out was was in 2001 so i had just gone into 10th standard and, and you read the book by then no so i read the first book after i saw the first film because i was really blown away by the film the film was a huge deal when it came out and uh, yeah by the time the next movie came out i'd read all the books in between and then subsequently also the ones that came and when the last film was done i had gone through this whole thing where i took admission in dental college dropped out of dental college started studying uh, media studies so yeah that whole journey happened while uh, the films went on so i can i can place myself where i was when when each movie came out so what's the big harry potter event that happened right now which you're going to tell us about so the first film came out in 2001 late 2001 so it's been 20 years 2021 was the 20th anniversary it feels like no time has passed and loads of time has passed and i think this is the perfect time to sit down with everyone and reminisce the most meaningful thing in our life was done and there's something so joyous about seeing everyone and be like There wasn't though. When things get really dark and times are really hard, there's something about Harry Potter that makes life richer. It's a strong bond that we'll always have. We're family, and we will always be part of each other's life. It was a reunion of the cast members and uh, some of the directors who directed the films, some of the writers and producers, and uh, they basically sat and reminisced about the days uh, that. they made the films that was interspersed with some of the behind the scenes stuff some of the clips so a bit like that friends episode with all of them had come remember in front of I an w- audience it was like I, that yeah it, it wasn't in front of an audience i i guess because of covid but i think this was slightly better made than the friends reunion but but yes in in theory it, it was similar what was controversial though was uh, jk rowling did not participate in this particular uh, reunion why uh because there's a lot of controversy going around jk rowling and it is not known whether warner brothers asked her not to participate or was it her own uh, choice to so not so we don't participate. know that yet we don't know that yet they do play snippets of her interviews from 
previous years so it's not like she's completely absent from it but yes by and large you can sense that the, the the parts where the actors speak about her or wherever her influence is mentioned is very far and few in between which is ironic considering she's the creator of this whole world so she she so she has successfully been cancelled uh, yeah, i mean i guess you could say that i mean if you don't participate you can't participate or won't participate in the very thing that you created then so, uh, then yeah so you were there when we had a chat about cancel cancel cultures or, or we, we we were just talking about that stand up um, closer the closer right we were yes we talked about dave chapel's uh, dave chapel's special yes we mentioned that right so anyway so i mean i i remember what she said and i've i've heard a lot of episodes where uh, subscribers have pointed out uh, about your views and you fight back saying i i have a right to say what i want so yeah i'm aware of the push no, and pull i, I don't i have. never fight back when i agree i say i agree when i disagree i say i disagree i don't uh, sure. i i mean anyway we'll be discussing a bit of that today because there've been a lot of comments on bill maher that have come up but right. uh, but we'll just discuss that immediately after this before you talk about your uh, other cinema that you want to re- review mm. so uh, did you miss her or was it just as well without her what what do you think and because uh, harry potter has such dogmatic fans that you know it's mm. it's like a cult mm. was there a lot of pushback that why isn't she there does she have a following which really looks up to her a bit of both actually so did i did you, do you miss her in the in the special not exactly because like i said they use file uh, archives of her previous interview so if there is a moment where her input like, like for example they uh, in the in the early uh, minutes of the special they talk about how they chose daniel radcliffe to be harry potter among all the hundreds and thousands of auditions they got so in that moment they do play a clip of jk rowling as to what she saw in him that she she had what a say what was it that, that they were confident he wouldn't grow very tall very suddenly <laughs> one that was one of the things yes uh but yes i mean there are i mean moments where the actors reflect upon how how the movies changed their careers and where they are now one would like to also i would have liked to hear from jk rowling as to how considering she is still writing those stories there is a new prequel series that is still in production she still keeps writing stuff so how does she in hindsight look at those seven stories or the seven books that she wrote what is her relationship with the cast members has she kept in touch with them and all of that those moments are missed i mean a lot of these cast members are seeing each other after years after they wrapped up filming so there are some very pleasant moments where they are hugging each other and reminiscing about things you don't get any of that from the jk rowling perspective because they're just playing interview clips and as far as our fans angry there are some which who are disappointed that she was not a part of it but a large contingent of harry potter fans are also considered woke so there is this movement right now to disassociate rowling from the the stories of harry potter so that's a, that's a whole thing and uh, i i i'm i'm not really sure which side i fall on i see okay now before we get on to um, abbas telling us about the film that he wants to review there are a couple of emails Uh, and I'll just announce: we only read subscriber mails. So all you Mufat Khors who do not pay to keep news free and are doing nothing to make sure journalism remains independent and keep whining. I hope you are watching Arnab and Times and the kind of drivel that they they show you. But those who do want to change the model of news, uh, you should support whatever news platform you like uh, that actually does on ground reporting. Ours is one. and we only read the letters of subscribers how if you are a student or if you are not earning yet which is fine then try to mooch as much muft stuff as possible you can also mail us because we have a uh, free subscriptions that are sponsored by others uh, for uh, students so if you want to sponsor student subscriptions or you are a student who wants a subscription and can't afford one right now 
you can go to our website, go to the subscription page, and there are lots of programs and uh, little uh, schemes that we have for that. You can write to us at podcasts at newslawny.com. I repeat, podcasts at newslawny.com or just click on the link below. There's a box which opens up. You can choose which podcast you want to mail to and it gives you a prompt of when you have run out of words because please keep them under 200 words then we can include as many more mails. Now, some of you had mailed a couple of weeks ago about uh, Bill Ma and that some of his utterances, his positions have been right of center or some of you have also described him as a racist, which I disagree with. And uh, these are two clips. One was sent by Mahender, which is uh, an old Ma from his show Politically Incorrect, where he has on his panel uh, Hitchens and several others. Uh, and they talk about the Vietnam War. It bothers me that there is this conventional wisdom that is in every article I hear, every article I read, every news report I hear about Vietnam was a wasted war. We should never have gone. Uh, I, I have said many times on the show, I thought it was a necessary war. You know, it was very nice for Ronald Reagan, an actor playing the president, to go over to the Berlin Wall and say, tear down that wall. That is not what won the Cold War. That was a wonderful money shot. It's true. What, <laughs> what, it was a good photo op. And Kushbu had sent me this clip, a try harder Bilma, some more news. It's a, it's a YouTube channel where this guy pretty much takes Bill Maher apart over whatever, 40 minutes or so. Bill Maher, try a whole lot harder, please. Or failing that, shut the fudge up a little bit, please. So, um, so just for Mahender and Kushbu, I, uh, I really admire Bill Maher. I think he's an amazingly intelligent, well-read and bright man. I disagree uh, with you, Mahender, that this uh, one clip uh, shows that he's an ideologue for either war or the right-wing America or anything. Uh, if anything, it shows that he doesn't have a consistent position that is ideological in the sense of he goes by what he sees. Today, his position on the Vietnam War, I know is not what it was here because he's spoken about it in other shows. Uh, politically incorrect doesn't exist anymore, but real time does. Uh, so his position has clearly changed. And he hasn't backed every war. There are certain wars that he's trashed. He trashes the arms lobby. So he's not committed as a partisan. He may have views that I disagree with, and I disagree with this for sure. But I don't think this shows that he's an ideologue. What is he an ideologue for is what I don't understand. And Kushbu, I honestly was very unimpressed by this young man because uh, his uh, takedown of Bilma is uh, very, um, it's very reductionist. Like he'll, he'll pick out this one little technicality, which is not the point that Bilma is making. I think, the point Bilma makes on people in America not being healthy, like the point he's making is that when Michelle Obama, you know, every first lady has her thing, like some, like uh, Donald Trump's wives was ironically enough, anti-bullying, you know, an anti-bullying campaign, whereas her husband was the biggest bully online. Michelle Obama's was greens, eat healthy. And there was a huge pushback from right wing America that you cannot tell us what we eat. Why should we eat greens? fried food So, and he calls out people like that. And I think the rant that this gentleman is referring to is in that context. So I just, I was unimpressed. I thought it was, you know, a cheap shot, which didn't really make a point. But what really did make me cringe is last week's episode of Real Time, where Bill Ma had one guest, the lady journalist, I forgot her name. And they were like, I'm done with COVID. And I mean, they were not being anti-vaxxers, but now there's enough science to not talk about vaccines like it could or could not work. So, of course, he makes me cringe, but I keep saying, yeah, he's almost 70. Okay, for a man to 
have the kind of views that he does and most of the time most of his life he stayed well ahead of of the liberal curve is phenomenal and i'd like to see many of today's woke kids justify 40 years from now how were you driving cars worth anything from 15 lakh to 2 crore when there was a person who didn't even have enough to eat at the red light you were on there will be a time in civilization when future generations will not believe that you were in a red light going to a nightclub and you're going to spend 20000 that night and there was someone at the red light who didn't have enough to eat and you didn't abandon that plan and feed this person now all of us who do it aren't evil people this is the normal but trust me 100 years from now people will say how the hell was that okay just like people today say how the hell was it okay to have slaves but and if any of you think that you will have the perfect answer to give that we've always been on the right side of what is right uh, or ethical i just think there's a lot of growing up to be done that's my point so yes i think a lot of what bilma says is foolish provocative and incorrect but net net he's an amazing voice that stands up for liberal principles consistently and i really admire him uh, abbas what do you think yeah i also have a love hate relationship with bilmar i think uh, but i think the bilmar of like the early to late 2000s and the bilmar of today are 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 slightly two different people i think bilmar today is more concerned with pointing out the hypocrisies within the left then he is with pointing out the opponents uh, shortcomings but my point of view and i would like to know your opinion on this so when he invites people like um, steve bannon or uh, uh, milo yiannopoulos or uh, th- that that horrible woman who was trump's spokesperson for a really long time i forget her name mm-hmm. um and again i also don't know the answer to this but don't you know when he calls someone like steve bannon he may laugh at steve bannon during the conversation he may try and point out that steve bannon is wrong but don't you think eventually then people like steve bannon do win that because they had a platform to spout their misinformation and their hatred and even if bilmar smirks at them and smiles at them there might come a point where he agrees with them and then the right the extreme right uses that opportunity opportunity saying hey even some a lefty like bilmar is also getting along with steve bannon so what's what's wrong with that no i think the way he goes about his interviews he doesn't pander to them he calls out calls them out to their face so okay. i quite i'm okay with him calling that yenapolis guy also uh, you know uh, cuz he does he you know you can't sit on their face and trash them but like chris christie the kind of jokes he but makes why not so why no because then that's a that's a breakdown of communication for example we've stopped calling people who cross a certain line of civility uh, right. or basic decency on hafta mm-hmm. now i've done that purely from a position that hafta is a conversation among five six of us right. and if you have someone who has kind of uh, you know endorsed if not endorsed justified a lynching or you know stuff like that then it it just it's it breaks down the conversation if it was just right. one like i would do that on i agree right i would happily do an i agree with a and i've done i agree with people who I've discussed with Subramanyam Swami that you know unless you accept your Hindu you shouldn't be allowed to vote. Right. Then I suggested that then they should wear a star or they should have right. a marker. Right. I mean I was of course right. you know being playing along and sarcastic yeah. 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 So I think those kind of conversations actually do help help conversations. But what I I do think is sometimes what he does is uh, in his like you said in his baiting which Manu does often as well. Manu just I think he's just being provocative for the sake of it. whereas it's not like he lacks original ideas but sometimes the rush of pissing someone off gets the better of him which is sad 
but again i think right. that's that's age i think okay. he rants a lot more like the last episode yeah, he just goes off quite... on these rants he yeah. he never used to do that when he was in his 40s or 50s right no i agree yeah and and yeah saying stuff like uh, we should stop masking up and uh, yeah. we are not back to normalcy is a little extreme that's just dumb yeah, yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah yeah another thing i i find his audience is very irritating because har cheez pe taali bajate like the ah. counterpoint also they applaud ah. then <laughs> his right. point also they applaud like just do it without an audience <laughs> that's right and i'll just take one more email after which uh, abbas tell us about your cinema experience well obviously not cinema at home but um, yeah we'd like to hear what you say this email is from andy uh, love you both uh, i guess you're referring to rajshree and me although i'm sure they love you also abbas don't feel left out oh yes <laughs> uh, please share abhinandan's notes only then will we know he's watched the shows and movies well i will not put my notes out here because i put all sorts of stuff there but yes andy i do take notes when i'm watching because there's so many things i want to say and i forget when i come without notes uh, this email is from shreya Shreya says hello to Abhinandan from Bengali Shreya. In response to your quote, now Shreya is a Bengali name unquote. Comment during episode two thirty seven. I know a few others. Maybe I'll start a campaign for Bengali Shreyas to become a subscriber army, so we get on your radar. Keep up the good work, both. Thank you, Shreya. Uh, context: uh, When Shreya had written last time, Rajshree insisted it's a Bengali name, and I said it's not because Rajshree claims every name is Bengali, including Abhinandan, which it's not. <laughs> and this is uh, from. A from B anonymous. So A says, minor comment about the Manu Joseph episode. Let me preface this by saying I very much admire Manu, particularly his journalistic work. Also appreciate his work in fiction. Having said that, I thought your comparison of news laundries Anand and Manu on the grounds of their rationalist style is a false one. I think the style requires logical construction of arguments without emotional bias. Also, it avoids blaming people and direct human action. Rather, examines causality and employs. skepticism and self criticism i don't think manu is at the same level as anand i've seen him make some straw man arguments like those elites isms etc blame some unknown entity and construction of argument and humility is missing he often wins such arguments with superior articulation rather than logic anand's arguments are a delight uh, for its detailed construction i would disagree with his conclusions but i learn from his point of view uh, well a i i agree with you too i think anand's uh, Uh, arguments are extremely well constructed even though i disagree with them often uh, but yeah i i think anand is way more well read than manu so uh, i think that that's why he does come across as uh, more convincing if if not convincing at least more rational sometimes yes i don't disagree with you okay we'll take the rest of the emails later abbas go for it what are you going to tell us about now i saw a film called sham singer or which is a telugu film i'm basu film director Human consciousness is an ocean full of secrets. Shyam Singer Roy. नहीं क्या पूछने चला देवी मेरी इंतज़ाब थी बक्ती गाद्रा. प्रेम. नहीं नो के देवदासी में आवश्यक मर्च पोको. तब पंतेल साके देवों ने न ये दृश्य डालो तब पहले तो. In our in our earlier conversations with uh, Suresh. we mentioned about how ott platforms have made a lot of south indian cinema very accessible i have to admit beforehand that uh, telugu cinema is the one i have watched the least i have watched a bit of tamil cinema i watched a malayalam cinema same so straight off the bat one thing that uh, jumps out at you when you watch a telugu film and this is a this film was released last year uh, in december so it's a very very new film but the one thing that jumps out to you is this jumps out at you as the sensibility is still very much of a pot boiler 
uh, in in telugu cinema so sham singer oh and i will try and uh, summarize the plot as 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 best as i can so it's a reincarnation story theek hai bahut saalon baad mere ko koi punarjanam wali film dekhne ko mili and so on a on a visceral level i was very uh, Uh, engaged by it because i think even in hindi cinema we have left punarjanam quite some time ago it's a film that's two and a half hours long and when it starts out it seems like it's your average romantic comedy which is a little problematic because this film starts off with a young boy stalking a young girl asking her to be a part of his short film and some of those scenes are a little i would say problematic and then as the film goes on and goes on this actor the hero starts getting flashes of a memory from 1970s kolkata and then we realize that he was actually he's actually been reincarnated in his previous life he was this revolutionary called sham singer roy or us point pe interval ho jata hai <laughs> So after that it becomes a Bengali film. I am coming to that. So then the second, <laughs> the second half of the film is completely or ninety percent of his is of it is set in nineteen seventies Kolkata, where uh, the hero is now a young revolutionary. So it deals with the Naxal movement. It's it deals with the caste yeah. discrimination that happens. And yes, there is a lot of Bengali, but they find ways through where he'll find a. So the character himself is of Bengali and Telugu parentage. So that's how I they justify that he knows, both. He knows okay. Telugu. The characters that he meets are also like my dance teacher uh, was a Telugu. That's how I know Telugu. So they find ways around it, and then a lot of things happen, and then it ends with a. courtroom scene where they try and uh, legitimize reincarnation which again is a little laughable but i went along with it overall i would say it's a it's a very masala film there are instances in it which are quite laughable uh, if you so want you to said, you if, said it legitimizes what reincarnation Re- in 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 court and here's the interesting thing so i was going along with it i was like theek hai maza aa raha hai film mein even though i have problems with it and then to justify this they actually there's a throwaway dialogue where they say there was a case in the 1930s where a young girl in her teens claimed that she was a reincarnation of a goddess and a committee was formed to look into this which was headed by mahatma gandhi like mahatma gandhi issued the the uh, is that true did you check uh, and i googled it and it is true and it was proved that yes she was a reincarnation of the goddess so if if and if nothing is film to mujhe wo ek rare case pata chala so uh, yeah okay so no no i mean i've seen a, a documentary film on the bbc actually uh, several years right. ago on uh, on reincarnation and them kind of like for example homeopathy hmm. i don't have a position on it one way or the other i haven't read enough hmm. but I have friends who are really bright rationalist atheist but they believe homeopathy works whereas I know one of my former teachers has won a case in the UK because he wrote a piece in the guardian trashing homeopathy and the homeopaths homeopaths association sued him and he won the case saying it is anti science but I've seen a, a documentary on the BBC where they basically homeopathy what it does is it takes one drop of a med, of a medicine and you put in a glass and one drop from that diluted you put into another glass so effectively it is like putting one drop in a lake Right. So the effective molecules of that, but they've tried it on some horses and it worked. And I saw this on a documentary on a BBC, and BBC is credible. Right. Similarly, on the BBC, I saw a documentary on reincarnation where this boy was born when he was like eleven or something in um in 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 Britain somewhere, hmm. and he claimed to be from a village in Rajasthan in Agra, near Agra, and he had died in a railway accident. Right. So they bring he's a white boy. They bring him to this place. and they find parents who had lost their child in the year he was born on the railway tracks in agra so what i'm saying is there are very credible organizations that have 
not said it's they straight had, up. They have recorded cases which they can't explain. Now maybe there is something that connects us to a collective conscience where we suck each other's memories out, and it's yeah. not the same person being born. But there are recorded cases of people having known about places which they've never been to. I get it, but here's my issue with that: documentaries are a fact-finding pursuit. Uh, all right all right so by the end of it i don't know if these documentaries come to a conclusion but in this particular film which is a mass entertainer uh, in the flashback scenes when they show Sh- sham singer or he's this rationalist atheist man who says that there should be no caste discrimination women should be given their rights and by the end of it you are trying to justify <laughs> ke yaar punarjanam to hota hai to bas then they'll start putting it ke punarjanam hai to bhai dusri cheez hi cheeze bhi hai so in a mass entertainment medium i think and especially in a country like india you you stay as rational as you can that's my view point especially in 2021 or 22 so i just googled while you were telling me about the film so rahul sankrityan he's not really done anything before this that's significant he's, i think he's done two films but neither of them has been like a huge hit from what and, i understand and you watched this because it had got a lot of praise it had got a lot of talk what what so made you watch it came on netflix uh, last week because i hadn't seen much of telugu cinema i thought i should give this one a try so that well, that was one of the reasons yeah okay okay um sham singha roy so if any of you bengalis want to watch a bengali speak telugu yes. you can watch this and pull your hair out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, i think uh, we should have gotten rajeshri to yeah. uh, to, to I'll, I'll definitely tell her about this uh, next week when she is here uh, now there's another email this is uh, this email is from manjri Hi Rajshree Abhinandan, I have been listening to the Awful and Awesome podcast for ages, and it's getting even more fun with time. Thank you to the entire team. I'm writing to put in a vote in support of bringing diverse voices to the panel, even if they are annoying and imperfect. I was surprised to hear people did not like uh, us bringing Manu Joseph, though I'm not a fan of his. But if the idea is not to interview anyone misogynistic, most humans would be out. Yes, women can be misogynistic too. Could you comment on the shaking, moving camera in Decoupled? My spouse got a headache in the first five minutes and refused to watch it. and i listened to it uh, podcast style later i have watched shows like modern family but never before felt like someone was trying to break into my head manjri uh, manjri i didn't mind the shaky camera in fact the shaky camera had given me a headache when i had watched nypd blue i don't know if any of you remember that show it was when i was young and that time when all shows were on tripod nypd blue had the shaky camera it used to give me a headache but i started liking it later what made me Um, not want to watch this show, and I will say that the first scene of decoupled when they are having that conversation in the car about uh, their driver's uh, body odor made me cringe so much that I wouldn't have watched the rest had I not had to watch it for this show. And I will say by episode two, it did get a little better. There were some bits that I found very funny, like the Chetan Bhagat scenes, but the first scene was so cringe-inducing that why would you start a show like that? Because it'll put off most people. And I thought there were many scenes like that which were just childish. and it wasn't an insight into the urban rural or the rich poor divide it was just a juvenile kind of take on our uh, the disparity the income disparity and and the class systems that's what i think but yeah uh, your views abbas yeah i mean decoupled just did not work for me uh, i also watched it with a friend pretty much cringe watched the whole thing there were some interesting concepts yes and i Uh, I have read uh, uh, two of the novels that uh, Manu Joseph has written. Uh, the first one I quite liked, Serious Men, Illicit Happiness. I had mixed feelings about, but yeah, the show just did not work for me at all. And, and I think it's a pity because Manu has some very interesting insights. Yes, but I think again that 
that desire of wanting to piss people off and provoking exactly. the liberal set yes. yeah gets the better of what can otherwise be a really good commentary or uh, inquiry into uh, urban living yeah wo jo hindi mein kehta na chul karna hai unko bas ha chul karna hai us uske karan anyway although he says that's not on his mind but yeah anyway so this email is from abha thank you for another great episode i just want to say to rajshri if acting is about playing someone you are not why are men not playing roles of women and the other way around the idea is we invite trans people into spaces like bollywood please watch muthun it's beautiful thank you for all the work news run is doing gives me hope every day thank you abha and people like you give us hope every day i mean i just like to take this little break to thank you all it's going to be 10 years on the 7th of february where we started an ad free platform and we said we will not take ads and pretty much everybody said you will not last the end of next year here we are 10 years later with i think some totally about 30 or 40000 people have ever paid to news laundry actively right now maybe about 15000 those of you who fell off come back we need you our reporters are all over the country contribute to the project but thank you then pranjal applause, says applause sound effect over here applause sound effect okay jude is going to put that in <laughs> letter from pranjal hey abhinan rashi love and love awful and awesome i keep looking forward to it every week i often sense i'm just sitting on a sofa listening to banter between friends rashi might disagree and bring up lack of proper furniture in the office <laughs> yes she will my recommendation for you is to review a satirical web series in kannada called humble politician nagraj on woot select oh i've heard about this this is that guy what's his name danish set then danish set yes yes he's damn funny it stars danish set as an eponymous character and prakash belawadi as his rival politician it is a sharp satire on the resort politics of karnataka and how politics plays in india sure i'll definitely watch this pranjal i've been wanting to watch this we'll put this on the uh, list for sure okay we'll uh, get the rest of the emails at the end of the episode uh, now tell us abbas what else did you watch I watched an anthology series called Unpaused, which is on Amazon Prime. हर अंधेरे के बाद जागती है एक नई किरण, और वहीं से शुरू होता है एक नया सफर. आपको क्या हुआ? She's got fire. कोई specific reason नहीं होना. Pandemic. दिया को देखने के लिए आंखें तरस रही हैं मेरी. मैं सोच रही थी रितु को गोंद के लड्डू बनाकर भेज दूँ. बॉम्बे job uh, which is what a lot of people face because of the pandemic and each of them is like 25 to 30 minutes each episode is 25 to 30 minutes so it's not very long uh, so the first story deals with that how something like that affects the couple the second story was my uh, favorite it was called war room and it's directed by ayappa km also written by him i presume the premise is jo covid control rooms hote hain jahan pe har koi phone utha ke kehta hai ki ha aapki takleef bataiye ha bed available hai and they take your details in india a lot of teachers had to do this during covid 19 who teach in schools so it deals with one particular war room like this where a woman who's doing the control room first couple of minutes they just tell you about the normal bureaucracy thing ke 
इवन इन अ कंट्रोल रूम वाइल टेकिंग डिटेल्स किसी का पेन चलना बंद हो जाता है तो वो कहते भाई पेन लाओ पेन लाओ पेन नहीं है मतलब वॉर रूम में सेकेंड थिंग इज अ पॉलिटिशियन कम्स टू विजिट के वॉर रूम में क्या हो रहा है और वो एक एक करके सबको खड़ा करके कह रहे हैं चलो अपना प्रोटोकॉल बताओ तो दे हैव टू ब्रेक अ फेक फोन कॉल के भाई हाँ आपकी क्या तकलीफ है हाँ बेड अवेलेबल है यू नो दो sort of uh, uh, you know idiosyncratic things and then our protagonist gets a call ke mere father ko covid 19 ho gaya hai aapke paas bed available hai kya and she asks the patient's name and he tells her the patient's name and that sparks off a flashback which is uh, which i would not like to give away right so uh, that's that is what the rest of the film follows uh, it is very well done i thought again it has to do with the how a country like india deals with a crisis like this uh, even the smallest of things like i said okay my great premise yeah really good premise great premise and the third uh, story that i saw was it dealt with uh, it was called teen tigada each episode has a different title and uski story ye thi ke teen ladke hain jo ek गैंगस्टर ने जिनको हायर किया है और वो स्मगल्ड माल लेकर जा रहे थे बट क्योंकि लॉकडाउन हो गया नाउ दे हैव टू सेटल दैट स्मगल्ड स्टफ समवेयर so they uh, find this abandoned warehouse and they are just uh, biting out the days till everything gets better and unke aapas mein jhagde shuru ho jate hain aapas mein dosti bhi ho jati hai and then eventually again a twist comes which i would not like to give away so how how did he- people like henchmen and smugglers deal with uh, the covid-19 lockdown that's what the third story was about so these are the three i have seen uh, very interesting premises and uh, i'm looking forward to see the next two So hearing uh, Abbas say premise has realized I've been mispronouncing premise as premise all this time. Thank you <laughs> oh, for no, correcting that. <laughs> but but you know if anyone's listening to this uh, who wants to uh, make a COVID premise related film, uh, there's one case and I I cannot give away the name. A very well known industrialist, uh, one of the one of the big biggest biggies of India in the first lockdown because you know when the lockdown happened, they, it didn't matter who you were, like they exactly. would not let you out on the road. somehow he managed to get a medical certificate or whatever he managed to get to go to his mistress's house okay. in the first night right and once he was there he told his wife i'm locked i can't come back so then he spent because <laughs> the first lockdown some 24 days before the easter yeah, yeah yeah so he somehow made sure that he got to the other place in the first day by pulling whatever strings he could and then saying now i can't do anything it's i'm locked So, ऐसा भी हुआ. People got locked down. <laughs> There was a place in in China also where they they went on a blind date or or something, and then he was. It was in the papers, and then for four days he was locked down because this city was completely right. locked down in right China, down. and then they were stuck together for four days. Longest first date ever. Longest first date, really. You survive that, you're sorted. Okay, this email is from N. Hi, I'm sorry if what I wrote hurt either of you. I don't actually think Rajshree is rich, and I don't think Abhinandan is some secret playboy. I was just exaggerating a few things you guys had mentioned in the past because I thought it was funny. And don't apologize. I wasn't hurt at all. Rajshree may not think she's rich, but I think she is. Rajshree's uh, stratosphere is different that she inhabits. I think statistically in India, she is definitely very rich. I had a question for Abhinandan. No one benefited more from the India against corruption movement than Modi. Do you feel guilty about inadvertently helping Modi come to power? Uh, well and i will say no i i don't regret it at all i think uh, from the inform we act with the information that we have i thought corruption was a huge problem uh, i thought uh, arvind was someone and i still think is someone who can do lots of good i thought he was an underdog and uh, he had the audacity to try to take on something very big 
and I was happy to be a part of that. Tomorrow, let's say uh, Arvind becomes Modi, would I regret being his friend and having supported him? No. Uh, then maybe someone like you will say, Abhinandan, come join me and we'll pull him down. I'm happy to join. I will act on the information I have right now. And I think had we given UPA a third term, it would have been catastrophic for this country. And I think if we give Modi a third term, it will be catastrophic for this country. And uh, we should do what we can to stop that from happening. Because you cannot future-proof your ideas. And one of the biggest mistakes people make in critique is thinking that anything you can future-proof the outcome. You can't. You can act on the information you have today. So yeah, that's my take. Bharat says, Dear Abhinandan, I hate you for adding beauty and metrics to my vocabulary. Yes. Because the word metrics is a beauty. <laughs> okay. Sanvi says, Greetings Abhinandan sir and Rajshri ma'am. I will be keeping this letter short with just a couple of recommendations. Netflix's Tick Tick Boom starring Andrew Garfield and the directorial debut of Lynn Manuel Miranda, The Guilty on Netflix starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And finally, Bad Education or Hotstar starring Hugh Jackman and Allison. Wow. These are three very high-profile and star-studded recommendations. Sanvi, thank you so much. Tick, Tick, Boom, I can, I can attest is a, is a beautiful film. Which you one? Watch it. Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay. So I shall check that out. Uh, so anything else you want to talk about about before we say goodbye to our audiences and remind them about subscribing once again? I would just plug my social media handles. Please uh, follow me on Twitter at Abbas Mumin uh, and on Instagram Abbas Mumin 88. Uh, if you're in Mumbai, hopefully when things get better, do uh, check out wherever I'm performing live. And uh, thanks Abhinandan for having me on the show. To people whose emails were read out, I'm sorry I wasn't a sufficient replacement for Rajshree, but uh, I hope uh, it was fun nonetheless because it was for me. Thank you so much. No, uh, it was a pleasure having you, Abbas. And uh, just for our audience, uh, you know, we've decided that we should get more voices to review stuff on the show because Rajshri and my voices, uh, wonderful as they may be, sometimes tend to be a lot of touch, also kind of old for many of you. Uh, so Abbas will be, you know, coming every maybe three, four episodes. And you won't pay him a whole lot, but you'll pay him something. We won't expect him to do it for free. Please, please subscribe. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can subscribe. And um, also Nenika, uh, who joined me, uh, I think, four or five weeks ago. She's a very articulate, uh, really young, but very well-informed young subscriber. And she co-hosted with me. So we will have these two join us from time to time and co-host with Rajshri and me. And we are looking to discover other co-hosts so that we have many more voices and not just me and Rajshri on this show. So you get more young, you know, Gen Z kind of idea of, what's hot and what's not and what's awful and what's awesome rather than just Uncle Abhinandan and Raj Didi. So uh, on that note, I'd just like to remind you again to subscribe to newslawing.com. We take no ads. We have a crew of about 14, I think, traveling five states uh, as we speak. Uh, and there's a SENA project that is going to make sure that they have the resources to report fairly and accurately and not on Sarkari Pesa, like you see so many Sarkari ads that are funding news. Uh, I don't understand how they can do public service news uh, if they're being funded by the government. Uh, but we don't take that. We only depend on you. So top up that SENA project. It's about 23 lakhs. Uh, it'll cost us. We are at about 10 or 11 right now while I'm recording this. So I'm hoping you guys will top it up. Spread the word. Tell others to subscribe to News Laundry. 
and do mail me abhinandansekri@gmail.com if you have any expertise in nft or nft auctions uh, we are planning a few things on our 10th year anniversary and i want to know if it's a good idea or a bad idea or what we can do if any ideas you have please mail me and do follow abbas his links are in the show notes and uh, he will be back again from time to time to tell us about the awful awesome thank you mr momin thank you so much mr sekri <laughs> And it's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.